Today's episode of the podcast is not only the very last episode of the year, but it's also the very last episode of the Yoga Girl podcast. We are changing the name of the show, so as we begin a brand new year, we will have a brand new name. Next week, as you tune in to this podcast, you'll be listening to From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I am so excited to step into this new year and this new chapter with all of you. Today, of course, as it's the last episode of the year, we have our big intention setting ceremony here on the show. So you're going to grab your notebook, your pen, create a sacred private space for yourself and join me for this practice to set our intentions for 2023. By the end of this practice, you will have a very clear intention for the new year. You'll have an affirmation for the new year and you'll have your word for 2023. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. My loves, hello, hello, welcome to the show. The time has actually come. I am so excited to share that we have finally arrived at the very last podcast episode of the year, which means it's time for us to take a moment to sit together, create sacred space, take some deep breaths, look within, and set our intentions for 2023. I, uh, I'm recording this from, from our new house on the farm where we live now. And I just had a really beautiful, really lovely ceremony, just sitting with tea, with my Oracle cards, with my notebook and my pen. And took some real time for myself to really anchor into not just processing the year, but really anchor into my my longing for next year. I feel like the past few weeks and months have passed just really quickly. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind, at least for me. And I so was craving this long stretch of inner time. 
and the timing. Normally, when I when I sit down to record this podcast and we do this big intention setting practice, at least a week before I have done my own work and I kind of very clear on what I want for the new year. And I I normally sit down here just feeling a lot of clarity around my own longings and dreams before I share the practice with you. But this year, I uh, up until about yeah, two hours ago, I felt just a little bit lost. Like I actually don't know what I'm longing for. I uh, I haven't had that kind of year that was so so polarizing. That was so on its edge, you know, so intensely one thing that it was very easy for me to to know I want the opposite. I had a few years like that in a row, where I had a year. Like I had a year a couple of years ago where I felt very suffocated and like I spent my whole life just pleasing other people and doing what other people were expecting of me. And it was so obvious that when I sat down to set my intentions for next year that I needed a year of me. And I had me as my word of the year a couple of years ago where I just wanted to really shower myself with attention and affection and that ended up being the year that really opened my spiritual practice into a whole new level because I I dedicated more time to my own inner world and started worrying less about everyone else. And then, you know, I've had a year where I felt completely overwhelmed and burnt out and super stressed. And, and it was so obvious that the year that came, I wanted space. I just wanted space and freedom and to not be weighed down by expectations, and to not feel that overwhelm. And space happened to be the year, the word of the year for me for 2020. I really got what I wished for, ended up being the year of the the pandemic, right? And then last year, we had a very uprooted year, or last time I sat down to, to set this intention, we had just come out of a completely uprooted year where... It was just everything was all over the place and very unsteady and we didn't know where to live or what to do with our lives. And it was so obvious for me that my intention for 2022 would be home because that was what I was longing for with every fiber of my being. And I look back at these, just these past few years, you know, these words of the year that I've had, space and me and home This year, 2022, I didn't have that urgency of something that challenged me to my core the way the past few years have have always been in a sense. And this whole week as I was contemplating, like, why is my intention for 2023? Why is my word of the year? Why isn't it obvious and evident? I should know. And then I realized it's actually because this year was a huge blessing. This year for me was a a settling, a complete grounding. (laughs) It was a letting everything just come back to earth after having your life shaken up into a million pieces. It was a year of home and of coming home. And because of that, in a sense, it's felt a little bit like it's been an unremarkable year. Like if I look back, it hasn't had, you know, when I, when I think of it in that way, like, oh, it wasn't super crazy, urgent, special, you know, extraordinary the way all these other years have been. 
And it really dawned on me just in this practice right now, right before I sat down to, to begin recording this and talking to you, is that because I've lived so much of my life from that place of crisis and urgency and panic and oh my God, that finally I got to have a year where everything was just calm. And that in a way felt unremarkable, like something wasn't right. When in fact, it's the first year I've had maybe my entire life where everything just fell into place. And no, nothing wildly, extraordinarily crazy happened. And that was actually the essence of how extraordinary this year has been. That I didn't have the overwhelm, that I didn't have the panic. There was no trauma. There was no major crazy crisis for me to figure out and deal with. There was just the regular day-to-day mundane, regular peaceful life. And I've been longing for that for so long, but I'm so used to that urgency and panic that I really had to remind myself that, hey, this year was remarkable. Maybe the most remarkable one you've ever had. It just came without crisis and without trauma for your own personal life for the first time in maybe forever. And that's a strange feeling for me. (laughs) So... I'm still sitting here now as we're about to dive into our intention setting ceremony and practice. And I'm not entirely clear of what my word is going to be for next year. But it feels really good that it didn't come with such forceful clarity this year. Because it means I don't need to balance out 2022 with an opposite in 2023, which is how I've set most of my intentions for the past few years. There is a calm, settled, in-between place I want to grow into next year. And I'm feeling confident I'm going to find it together with you. So just to paint you a little word picture, I am sitting here um, holding my hands to my ever-growing belly. I have a bowl of tea. I'm drinking a show pour right now, a really deep, ancient old growth tea. Um, And this tea is from the early 90s. It's almost as old as I am. And it's called Destiny. (laughs) I really chose it because of its name today. I thought, okay, what's a a tea I want to sit with here as I prepare for our intentions? Well, Destiny seemed just so very fitting. I have tons of candles lit and just sitting in the most cozy, beautiful space. My little tea table is set up right in front of me and I just pulled an oracle card for all of us. Now, this is not the card of the year, okay? At the beginning of every year, I love to pull just a collective, like do a collective year pull for 2023. This is not that card, but I wanted to do a card pull for our practice today, just for our intention setting for this specific purpose. And I pulled a really beautiful one and I want to share it with you before we get started. Um, But just before I read the details of this card, just a little bit, a little lay of the land of what this practice is going to be. If you're joining me for the fifth or sixth or seventh time, you know, in a row, you know exactly how this is going to work. If this is your first year, this podcast is not that kind of storytelling, listen casually kind of pod. This is a practice. This is an active practice that we're doing together. 
we are going to sit down. I have created my sacred space here where I am, but I want you to create that same sacred space for you in whatever way resonates for you. And that can be really simple. It can be lighting a candle and turning, you know, any distractions off and just sitting down with your journal and your pen and that's it. If you want to set up an altar space or sit by your altar, you can go ahead and do that. Last year, I think last couple years, we've done a little mini dance party before we get started, just to really drop into the body. And we're going to do that today again. Um, I'm just going to share what song I'm going to be dancing to or flowing to or moving to, just like a three, four minute song. You're going to pick, you're going to crank up the volume and you're just going to let your body move freely so that you really arrive and land before you sit down and you open your journal for the first time. And then we are going to write. I'll share some prompts with you. You're going to pause this podcast however many times you need to. This is a you know a practice that can take hours or you can do it with me in the exact time that I give you here. But I recommend you pause the podcast and you give yourself ample time to write and really process and go deep. Okay. By the end of this pod, hopefully, you will have a very clear intention for 2023. You will have an affirmation to use in 2023, and you will have your word of the year. Okay, so our card for this practice today, and I pulled from the Mystical Shaman Oracle, which is an Oracle deck that actually is fairly new. I bought it, I don't know, a long time ago, but I haven't used it or worked with it so much, but it was just calling my name today. And I ended up picking for us the very first card in the whole entire deck, card number one, which is called The Ancient Ones. And in this book, the description has three parts, the essence, the invitation, and the medicine. And I'll read it one at a time. The essence of this card. The ancient ones are the shamans of the old who defeated death and escaped from the tyranny of time. The ancient ones once walked the earth like us in flesh and bone. Now they reside in infinity and can counsel us after we say yes to our calling. They are available to help us attain our full realization. The invitation. The ancient ones are inviting you to reach to the future to help birth a new destiny for the earth. Go ahead, find out who you are becoming 10,000 years from now. If you accept the invitation, great power and blessings will come your way and allow you to craft a new destiny for yourself. Do not hesitate to bite off more than you can chew because you have unlimited spiritual resources available right now. The medicine. The ancient ones beseech you to examine your attitudes and actions and be sure that they are of highest integrity. Not forgiving an ancestor or yourself is keeping you from the freedom you seek. Remember, this is no longer your karma. You can break the chains that once bound you to the family drama and be free of your generational curses. Forgive the ones you need to release. Honor your biological ancestors by lighting a candle to them tonight. I got goosebumps. <laughs> uh, when I pulled this card, I got goosebumps when I read this, and I got goosebumps again just now. I really feel that this was a big sign for all of us that our ancestors are with us as we are in this practice of creation. 
This is a practice of creating the life that we really want, of stepping into a bit of control when it comes to our own destiny. And just taking a moment right now to invite your ancestors, just open your heart to them, ask for their guidance, invite them into this space, or just acknowledge the fact that they are already here supporting you on this journey. I think it's going to help us go deeper than we have before. And I really love this part. Do not hesitate to bite off more than you can chew because you have unlimited spiritual resources available right now. I'm interpreting this as when we are dreaming up the life we want for 2023, to dream big, to not hold ourselves back, to not play small, to not listen to that judgmental voice in the back of our heads that tells us to be realistic and go for things that are within our, you know, the frame of what we know we can create, but actually to dream bigger this time, you know, to be a little bit more daring, to dream in a wilder way. We have unlimited spiritual resources available right now. And then of course the medicine, you know, what's holding us back could be resentment that we're holding toward a person in our family, or an inability to forget and let go and move on. And just that reminder that forgiving someone that has hurt us is freeing for us, that forgiveness is for us and for our own journey, not for the other person. And maybe that's a journey that you resonate with right now. I definitely have some biological relationships that I I have some that I've given up on healing, actually. And now just this card initiated a little bit of a spark inside that maybe I, maybe I shouldn't give up, right? Maybe there is healing, or at least, at the very least, forgiveness available there too. Okay, my darlings, I hope you are ready. So as usual, we are gonna take a little, a little moment to tap into the body. I choose a song because for me, music brings me right, you know, to my center. And what that means is I just, I pick a song I know I can kind of let loose to and I crank the volume way high and I close my eyes. I stand up, I close my eyes and I just move the way my body wants to move. And that can be wild and crazy, jumping up and down, shaking my whole body. It can be really easy and flowy and soft. I just let my body move. For you, if you want to do a little bit of yoga for three minutes, like pick a yoga pose you love or shake your body or dance, you know, pick a song. The song that I'm going to dance to today is called Paruma and it's by Nicola Cruz and History of Color. If you want to dance with the same to the same song I'm dancing, which I love the idea of that, Paruma, P-A-R-U-M-A by Nicola Cruz. So I'm going to pause Stand up, dance, you're going to do the same, and I'll see you back here in a couple minutes. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. 
They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome back, my darlings. That felt wonderful. I want you to right away, just find a comfortable seat, close your eyes, place your hands to your heart. And continuing to deepen this sense of awareness that you're feeling in your body now that you moved a little bit. Take a moment to really feel what it is like to have arrived at this moment in time in your life. It is the end of 2022. You have been through so much this year. So much has come your way this year. And you are here about to step into a new chapter, a new beginning of 2023. What does this moment feel like? We are saying goodbye to the old. We are anticipating and dreaming up the new. As you sit here the way you are, just tuning in with your body, your breath, your heart, how are you doing? What is your experience of, of life in this moment? For me, as I sit here with my hands to my belly, I feel an overwhelming sense of gratitude. Gratitude for what I know is ahead and also gratitude for what this year has been. And I can also sense some vulnerability, some sadness. There's always some sadness that comes along with saying goodbye, with letting go. Stepping into a new chapter means we have to allow ourselves to close the last one. So I feel vulnerable, grateful, sad, happy, all the things. Take a moment to really tune into what is true for you. And then let's take a deep, full, long breath together. Inhale. Open the mouth and exhale. I want you to blink your eyes open. You're going to grab your notebook, your journal, and your pen. And I want you to write 2023 at the very top of a brand new page. And just opening with, just writing for a little bit, just freely, about how you are feeling right now. 
We are saying goodbye to 2022. What does that feel like? We are about to say hello to 2023. What does that feel like? Don't hold anything back, but just write. Right now, I feel. Very simple opening here for our journaling together today. Right now, I feel. Sometimes putting those words to paper really helps us get in touch with what is true about how we are feeling in this moment. Right now, I feel right truthfully. Take a a couple minutes here, maybe just a minute if you like. Remember, you can pause the podcast at any time to give yourself more space and time. You might have some prompts here today where you just want to write down one single sentence And you might have some prompts that need really a lot of time and patience. So intuitively choose how much time you want to spend on each prompt, okay? For the sake of time, I'll be moving from prompt to prompt fairly quickly here on the pod. So just a few sentences or a little bit of time there about how you feel so that you can feel really honestly and truthfully about where you are here now. And there is something really important about acknowledging what this year has brought also, and especially if the year brought a lot of suffering and pain. Usually most years bring us a lot of, a lot of everything, right? A lot of suffering, a lot of joy, a lot of celebration, a lot of hardship. That's what life is. But we can most often feel this overarching sense of, of something, right? If the year was heavy and hard, We might just be longing so deeply to step into the new. And if it was beautiful and filled with ease, it might be more challenging to let go and close that chapter. So just spend some time being honest and truthful with how you are doing so that you're really embracing and accepting yourself the way you are. And now after you have written about how you feel in this moment, I want to just envision 2023 as a blank canvas because that's what it really is and remembering what this card we just pulled together actually said to not be afraid to bite off more than we can chew that we have unlimited spiritual resources holding and supporting us right now I want you to imagine the most beautiful and I truly mean the most beautiful version of 2023 that you could possibly ever imagine. Really envision that 2023 becomes the best, most beautiful, magical year of your life on this earth so far. What would that year look like? What is your life in 2023 if you envision your most beautiful life? In 2023, The most beautiful life I can imagine looks like. In 2023, the most beautiful life I can imagine looks like. That is your prompt. In 2023, the most beautiful life I can imagine looks like. Write about that. And I want you to color outside the lines. Okay, that dream that you have that you always, you know, feel is a little bit out of reach or that dream that you have that you don't talk about so much, that dream that you have that you're ashamed to share or embarrassed about, that dream that you have that you're putting yourself down about or telling yourself you can't or you're not good enough. I want you to write about that dream. 
that dream that you have that feels like it's a million miles away, I want you to envision that life. So go a little bit bigger, okay? This is not about what is realistic, and I say realistic here with air quotes because we never truly know what is realistic, right? We tend to put a lot of limits and limitations on ourselves. The most beautiful life you could possibly imagine, write about that. Where do you live? How do you live? Who are you spending time with? How are you spending your day? What is your work life like? What is your romantic life like? How are you taking care of yourself? What is important to you? What is 2023? The most beautiful version of it that you can possibly imagine. Go. And as you write, you know, I always share a little bit about my own uh, process and my own journey. When I think of 2023 and the most beautiful year I can possibly imagine, I uh, first of all see myself having a very blissful birth because it's a big thing, most likely the main event, (laughs) 2023, right in the middle of the year, somewhere there in June, I'm going to be giving birth. And I am so envisioning not just uh, a birth that isn't stressful or super hard or heavy, but a blissful birth. I want a birth where I feel trusting and supported and where there is also joy and pleasure there. And when I look at what I want my whole life to be, I want to just live and take care of this land here where we just moved garden as much as I can without it becoming a burden as I'm going to be very, very pregnant for the beginning of the season. I see myself communing with nature here, living a life where I spend more time looking down at the soil and the plants than I do looking up at my phone. I see a life where my daughter is healthy and has an abundance of friends and where she's really happy living this life in this place and a husband that's content and feeling purposeful in this new country that he just moved to. And I see this family union, this bond, as we grow from three to four. And I see just a lot of joy in the simplest of ways. (laughs) And the way I'm smiling now, the way I'm laughing to myself now, That's how you should feel as you write about the most beautiful year you can imagine. It should put a smile on your face as you envision yourself in your day-to-day and what you could create, right? To focus on the possibility of things rather on the limitations and obstacles that you might feel are there. Take some time here. Pause the podcast if you need to. And now we are going to be getting a little bit more specific. So if you've done this intention setting practice with me before, you know that we work in four dedicated areas here just so that we can get a little bit more clear and detailed around what it is we long for in the different areas of life. I find that it's as important to be really objective and look at the big picture of the life we want and envision that just feeling that we want to hold in our bodies as we wake up in the morning and move through our day. That part of visualizing what we want is really important, but also the granular and the detailed things are equally important, especially when it comes to taking some actionable steps toward making these things that we want happen. So I divide this intention setting practice into four different parts. And these four areas, four parts are home, 
mind, body, and soul. Home, mind, body, and soul. And I'll go through them just a little bit so that it's really clear for you what each area of life entails. So home is pretty much what it sounds like. So it's every part of our lives that revolves around our home. And that includes our literal home, right? Our house, the four walls and the roof and the ceiling that makes up your home, whether you live in a house or an apartment or you rent a room, your home. It's also your family, right? So your most important, closest people, the people that you either share a home with or share that roof over your head with, or and, and it can be and or, both of those things, your blood relatives that you grew up with, you know, your parents, your siblings, your people. Um, of course, your partner, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, they are part of home. Your kids, if you have kids, your community, right? So that home life, I think that that category pretty much speaks for itself. And then we have mind. And I want to talk a little bit more about this, this area because this is the area I feel like encompasses a lot. I didn't want to have an area of intention setting or an area of this practice called work. Because for me, work is more than work. <laughs> And I wanted to really, I know these things can, these areas of life can often overlap. Um, our passion can be what brings our income at the end of the day, right? Which technically is work, but it might extend into way deeper areas of our lives. And I want this to be a, a really deep, anchored, sacred place for you to set your goals and intentions. So when I say mind, I mean what you manifest and what you create. So this, of course, involves your work, your day job, right? Your day-to-day, -day, the thing that you do that puts money in the bank, that brings food on the table, right? But it's also your purpose, right? It could also be that bigger picture career, you know, say maybe you have a day job that means that you are waiting tables and that's what you do Monday through Friday, but maybe you're a poet, right? And you write poetry and you know that part of your purpose and what you do here in life is to bring those words out into the world. And maybe your poetry isn't making you money yet, but maybe it will one day and maybe that's what you're working toward. Or maybe that's a part of your hobby and creation and what you do, you know, the thing that makes you excited, that would also fall under mind, right? So we're talking work, we're talking career, we're talking that feeling of purpose in what we do. It also involves our studies, writing, reading, finances, money, you know, all of those things fall under mind. So basically your studies, your work, and your money, you know, goes under this category. Third category or third area of our lives is body. And our body is also fairly straightforward. I think this is our physical body and our health, our well-being. And of course, you know, our well-being is not only the body from neck down. It also involves our mental health, right? Our health and well-being in every way. We are one being. We are not made up of tons of parts. So we're talking health, we're talking well-being, taking care of the vessel that we live this life from, taking care of our temple. Our final area here is soul. And under soul falls our spiritual practices. Our prayer is here, our meditation practice, our self-care, our healing 
is here. So the healing work that we're doing in the day to day, if you go to therapy, you're doing work together with a, an expert or a specialist or you're sitting in ceremony a lot or, you know, all of this falls under soul. Also the things that really light you up. So note that these areas, you know, they, they should overlap, right? Ideally, we have a day job that also lights up our soul, right? That also is a part of our spiritual practice and work. I mean, that would be something that I think we all want to just strive for. But we might not be there today, right? We might have a day job that relates to our body and how we take care of ourselves. Um, perhaps these things happen from your home. You know, maybe all of these things, they are going to intertwine because it's your life and your work and uh, your day-to-day, -day, right? But I want to, as we get a little bit more detailed, as we start to set specific goals and specific dreams that we have for each area of our lives, I find it easier when we have these categories versus just looking at our life as a whole, okay? So we are going to begin with the first area of our lives, which is home. Again, your home is your physical home. It's also your garden, if you're into gardening or you have a garden, the land you live on, right? Your family, your community, your physical house. And I want to get first, get into that feeling, right? That visualization of looking from the outside in. If you envision your life in 2023, what is your home life like? What is that most ideal version of home for you. Just take a moment there without getting too detailed. First, we look at the big picture. For my home, I dream of. For my home, I dream of. What does that dream look like? Let's go into the big picture here of your home life and intuitively trust where your heart guides you here. Maybe you end up writing a lot about your relationship right now. Maybe that's what needs attention. Maybe you end up writing a lot about your physical home, you know, like maybe you want to move or you want a bigger place or you want to, you know, live somewhere else. Maybe that's where you end up writing. So just trust that your attention is going to go where you want to do the work. You don't have to cover all these little things that fall under home that I just shared. So when it comes to your home, what do you long for? For my home, I dream of spend some time just objectively big picture writing about the longing that you feel when it comes to this area of your life, the longing you feel for home. And I recommend you pause the podcast, give yourself some time, because from here we are going to get detailed. I want you to write down three very clear goals, dreams, longings, milestones, things that you have for yourself when it comes to home, when it comes to this area of your life. Three things that you really, really, really want to make happen for yourself. Three things for your family life, your home life, your relationships that you want to make happen. And I'll give you some examples here by just sharing what my intentions were in each area for last year or for this year, for 2022. I had the intention to design, plant, and tend to a big vegetable garden. That's what I wanted to do in 2022. I actually ended up doing exactly that. I feel really good and happy about that. 
I had an intention to nourish and deepen and heal my relationship with my husband after the hardest year of our ever, of our relationship ever. And I really feel like it happened more at the very end of the year, but definitely we are in a really beautiful and calm place now. And we are in couples therapy, which feels so good. So I have this feeling of forward momentum there. There's definitely healing happen. I think we needed a big portion of the year to just settle before we could open things back up and go into that healing journey. And then my third intention for home was I wanted to live a really simple life in alignment with nature. And I actually feel like I just scratched the surface of that. I don't have that feeling of completion there. Like, yes, I did that. I just scratched at the surface. Now, these three things that we write for each category, many years for me, you know, I have something there that didn't happen at all, right? Life throws us curveballs all the time. So this is not about beating ourselves up that we didn't make everything happen, but just getting really clear on three things that we so deeply want for ourselves when it comes to this area of your life. Maybe you want to get pregnant in 2023. You want to start a family. Maybe you want to find a loved one. You want to have a romantic relationship. You've been single for a while. You feel ready. Maybe you want to renovate a part of your house. You want to invest in your home in some shape or form. Maybe you want to start a garden. Maybe you want to, you know, (laughs) make a new friend perhaps that would also fall under home. So get detailed. Three things that you long for when it comes to the area of home. And of course, I don't want to limit you. The ancestors just told us to not limit ourselves. So if you want to go for more than three, go ahead. I find for myself three, it's it's a pretty good number. And if I look at the three that I set for each area for last year, it really was. It wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't underwhelming. And of course, each goal can have tons of little goals that comes along with that, making each one happen. If we write too many things down, right? We put 10 goals in each area of our lives. We have 40 big things that we want to do. We might get a little bit lost in each one, right? So I'd rather you choose fewer, but have them be truly, really meaningful, okay? So pause the podcast if you need to. It's three clear goals that you have for yourself in the area of home. Remember, you don't have to know how you're going to get there. You don't have to be realistic. You don't have to go into that stuff just yet. We're talking about our dreams, our longings, the thing we really, really want. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, moving to the next area of our lives, we're coming into mind. The area of mind, meaning our work our career, our studies, our writing, our finances, mind. Okay, so this area of your life, starting in that objective place. When you look at your work life, okay, when you look at your career, you look at your sense of purpose, where you're heading in life, what you are creating and manifesting, how you make money, 
Maybe look at how much money you have. Do you feel abundant? Do you not? Are you struggling? Do you want something to change there? Just look at your life and really hold the longing for something bigger in this area. If everything just worked out in the most beautiful way for you in the area of mind in 2023, what would that year look like? And again, dream big. What is your work life? What are you studying? What are you learning? How are you growing? How are you putting food on the table? And how much food are you putting there? Are you saving money in 2023? Are you closing out 2023 with a big fat savings account? What are you actually longing for? What feels important here? And it's okay to change our minds. It's okay to grow and let things go and be excited about other things. I've had years where under mind, I felt it's so important that I make money. And I've had a really serious focus on that. And then I've had years where that didn't matter at all. And all I wanted was to feel a sense of purpose in my work. It's okay to have both. And you can have both at the same time or one or either one. You know, this is your own journey, your own life, your own dreams. But make sure that the feeling that you go for here when you write about that overall feeling of mind, of work and money, that it really aligns with where you are and what you really want. So pause the podcast, write about your most ideal situation when it comes to mind. And then we, of course, are going to get into our three very clear goals and dreams and longings that we have for ourselves in this area of life. So in our working life, what are three things in your working life? What are three things that you so badly want to make happen? And I want you to feel just a bit of urgency there. Like it's really important. You know, it's something that just is going to help you align with the kind of life you really want to live. Maybe it's something that's part of a bigger plan, right? Perhaps you have a goal for 2023 that's part of your five or 10 year plan. Maybe it's part of just feeling a sense of purpose in your day to day or a part of feeling a little bit more safety and less lack when it comes to your money situation at the end of the day. Three goals. Have them be clear and concise, all right? I'm going to share mine from last year, just to as a little bit of inspiration, if you're wondering where to get started. Here's an example of something I definitely didn't make happen. So my first goal is I wanted to get my permaculture certification. I wanted to be a certified permaculture designer by the end of 2022. And I had this idea that because I knew we were looking for land, we're eventually going to find a farm. I want to have so much knowledge about how to design and start and section off and plan that farm. Like I want knowledge so I can just get started right away. And I actually took a permaculture course and halfway through I I bailed. <laughs> I just didn't have the time. It became, it was a big thing. It became overwhelming and I couldn't finish. So I tried, but I did not check that one off my list. My second goal that I set was to get really serious about my savings. Um, 2022 was the first year where I really felt like I want to have some serious money in the bank at the end of the year. I want a savings account I can rely on. That did not happen (laughs) in any way, in any shape or form at all. We have not had a strong financial year at all. I mean, much like a lot of the world, I think. 
But no, I have no, I think I have less, I, I, I know I have less money in the bank now than I did one year ago. Definitely. So that did not happen. But I don't feel bad about that. I, I love the intention. And this is a goal that I think I will carry through to this coming year. And then my third goal under mind was I wanted to make our home course, which is a course that I led this year. I wanted to make it a really life-changing journey for everyone who participated and joined me. And that one, I really feel like I did check off the list. It was one of the most beautiful offerings I've ever shared in my life. And it felt so authentic and powerful all the way through. So I'm glad one of my three goals under mind actually did happen. Now, make sure you write your own. Okay, get really clear. Normally, I'm realizing now, like now, because I'm reflecting on what my goals in each area were last year, normally I share what my goals are for this year. Um, but because I don't have the clarity yet, I feel good just sharing it this way. I have you know, some idea of what I want to do, some idea, but as you can tell, I need to integrate a little bit more. I have a, maybe it's pregnancy. (laughs) It's like I'm already growing and transforming a lot, but, um, yeah, that was for mine for 2022 at least. So take time, write your three main goals, pause the pod, my love. I'm repeating that a lot, but it's because I want you to give yourself way more time than you're getting here pause the podcast and get those goals down on paper. Remember, and also they don't have to have the same sort. You don't need to, you don't need to have a perfectly balanced depth of goals in the four areas of your life. You can have one area of your life where you have a major, crazy, super intense goal. And then you can have one area of your life where you have like three fairly light ones that feel really manageable and like, yeah, not so deep. That's okay. I think it's normal that we have different areas of our lives that we focus on in different years. And uh, probably one area is going to feel a little bit heavier, like it holds more weight for you in 2023. And that's supposed to be that way, I think. Okay, so we are going to move on to our third area of life, which is body. Body, body, body. (laughs) So yes, your temple, your vessel, your physical body, head to toe, health and well-being. When you envision yourself, and this is a big deal, you know, our body, our health is a huge deal. If our health falters, everything else falls apart. And this is fairly true, you know, for every area, if one area of our lives completely falls apart, or we have a major challenge in one of them, of course, it's going to affect all the other areas of our lives. You know, if our home life suddenly blows up and we go into a divorce, or we have a loss of a person that we loved, yeah, it's going to be really hard to maintain, you know, our working life. It's going to be really hard to take care of our bodies and our souls and our spirits. But I find that body and soul when we are lacking in these areas or not giving ourselves enough attention in these areas, everything else falls apart very, very quickly, right? So especially when it comes to health and anyone who's gone through a major health struggle knows this, when we are suffering physically, when we are not healthy, when we are sick, unwell, in pain, nowhere, no no part of our life can function well right? We know this. And usually we take that health for granted until all of a sudden we lose it. So I find 
Every year as I get a little bit older, I find myself putting more attention in the area of body and soul, particularly body, because it's a big one. I mean, they're all big, but I want you to envision yourself in 2023 when it comes to your well-being and your level of health. And I want you to envision the healthiest you. And when I say healthy, I don't mean media's version of healthy. Okay, I'm not talking about what you look like as if the reflection in a mirror or in a selfie or a photograph is, you know, relates at all to what real health actually is. And we know this. I'm talking about feeling healthy. I'm talking about feeling good, your own definition of health and well-being. And that's going to be different for all of us, you know. Perhaps for you, health is like being able to keep going all day without losing steam, maybe being able to chase after your kids without getting tired. Maybe health for you is running a marathon or doing a triathlon. Maybe health for you is just not being unwell, right? Not being sick all the time, not being in pain. Um, you define what health and well-being means for you and that, that feeling. But I want you to envision yourself in 2023 as the healthiest version of you where you feel so good in your body. What is that year like? Okay. For my body... I dream of for my body. I long. What do you long for when it comes to body and health and well-being? And really go for that bigger dream, okay? Don't get too, don't limit yourself, but really, really, really lean into what the real dream here for your health actually is. And then we are going to move to our three goals in this area of life. So three specific longings that you have for yourself when it comes to body and particularly here because we all have body stuff, right? We all have, a lot of us have challenges with our body image and maybe a loud judgmental voice in the back of our heads. Make sure you don't write your goals down for this area, for body, from an outside lens, okay? Try to put that conditioning of we're supposed to look a certain way, we're supposed to wear a certain dress size, we're supposed to, you know, here is what beauty is and why that's important. Try to put all of that aside and go for the feeling of well-being. So, I I mean, I'm going to say this fairly confidently, well-being isn't a number on a scale. So I would love it if for you, this is an invitation, you don't have to listen, but I would love it if these goals as you set them for your well-being if they did not revolve around a number on a scale or a size of clothing or that outside perspective which actually most likely comes from a place of fear instead of a place of love in a really loving way how can you take great care of your body and your health in 2023 in a loving way in a compassionate way in a way that doesn't feel rigid and harsh right For me, as you write, of course, pause the podcast if you want to. (laughs) For me, my goals for 2022 was I wanted to fully heal from mold illness. And I haven't done tests. I was really ill, super sick with mold. I haven't done the new tests. Normally, I'm supposed to do them every six months to see how I've progressed. But I feel good. And I think I'm going to go by that instead of Um, taking these expensive tests and waiting for them to tell me how I'm feeling. Actually, I don't have the symptoms that I had a year ago. 
some things I feel like might flare a little bit here and there, but I know how to manage them now. So I, I feel good about that and the healing journey that I went on in 2022. My second goal was to become a runner. <laughs> you might, you, if, you, if you listen to this podcast a lot, or if you've heard this, if you've done this intention setting practice with me, I hope you're laughing with me <laughs> because every year, every year, I set the goal to become a runner. And every year at the end of the year, I am still not a runner. <laughs> I did run some this year. I had a couple of like cycles where I ran a bit and then, you know, lost it. And then I ran a bit and then lost it. But I am not sitting here saying I'm a runner. Oh no. Oh hell no. That did not happen. And now I'm pregnant. So, you know, this probably is the first year in a few years where this goal is not going to carry over. I do not see myself becoming a runner in 2023. My third goal was to get good rest. I mean, it might sound simple, but it's fairly complicated for me. And uh, I feel like I got more rest than I did the year before. Definitely. That's always a good measurement of if we've grown, right? Am I napping every day? Am I getting eight hours of sleep every night? Do I feel rested? No. No, I think I will always have work to do in this area of life, but I did get more rest than I did the year before. Okay, once you have written your three clear goals for the area of body, we are moving to our final area of life, which is soul. So again, soul, we're talking about our self-care practices. So yes, your body here, stuff can intertwine. But I'm going a little bit more towards spirituality here. Um, if you are religious, any religious practices that you have fall under this category. If you pray, that's in this category. Your healing work, okay? Your therapy, your retreats that you want to go to, ceremonies you want to sit in, shamans you want to have experiences with, plant medicine, any kind of spiritual growth that you want to be doing or that you are doing falls under the area of soul. So your meditation practices, your therapy, also a lot of creativity I really feel can fall under soul. And that means creative things that you do for spirit, not that you do for as a means to an end, right? Not that you do to get something done or to accomplish something, but things that you do for joy, right? Fall under soul. So when you envision your soul in this area of your life, your spiritual practices and your spiritual life in 2023, your self-care, how is that most ideal version of your life? What does that look like? And you can get a little bit, you know, when I, when I envision 2023 and I see myself and this, I see myself as a soul, I see my soul moving through the day. I want to have all of these touch points with my inner world, right? How I want to begin my day, how I want to end my day, how I react to hard things when they come my way, a feeling of trust in the universe, that faith and goodness, it all falls under soul. So envision a 2023 where you feel really connected, purposeful, where you feel present. What is that life like? Take a few moments to free write about that in that big picture objective way. Pause the pod if you want. 
And then we go into the three very clear goals or dreams that you have for this area of your life. And I will share mine. (laughs) I had a really good one. And this is one I recommend. (laughs) We should all share this goal, people. Okay. My number one goal that I had for 2022 under the area of soul was to stay in therapy. And this is the goal I feel most accomplished having actually done. I stayed in therapy. I didn't miss a single session. I mean, I said, I said that very confidently. Maybe I was sick one week or something, but I, um, no, I, I really stayed in therapy and it's doing me so much good. And now we have transitioned into couples therapy. So I'm doing that instead, um, which is feeling so great. Also, I had another goal of sitting with tea every day. I wanted to be in ritual with tea every single day. And that did not happen. I'm more in the every other day kind of place right now. That feels good too, that I didn't turn that spiritual sacred practice into a chore, which I found myself do with my yoga practice. I have had a lot of years where I really forced myself to be on the mat every single day. And although of course I never regretted a yoga practice, It feels good that I have a little bit more softness around my practice with tea. So I don't sit with tea every single day, but almost. And then I had a third goal, which was a very specific one, which is I wanted to spend time hiking alone. I wanted long stretches of time in nature by myself, without my phone, without people. And I actually, I didn't didn't end up doing that. I have spent a lot of time or some time hiking with friends and with people and lots of time spent in the woods with Leia and, you know, shorter things for myself, but not those like the long adventures that I envisioned for myself a year ago. No, I did not get there. So what are your three very clear goals in this area? And this can be something as simple as you want to begin a journaling practice, you always wanted to, but you just never really did. Like this is the year you want to journal. Maybe you want to deepen your gratitude practice this year. Maybe you want to find a therapist or start couples therapy with your person, or you want to say a little prayer before bed every day, or, you know, take a moment to really connect with what spirituality means to you, what actually in the area of soul feels urgent to you and important. And how can you cultivate and deepen that? So three clear goals or longings or dreams that you have for soul. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now let's take a moment to look over our goals, okay? Just take a moment to look at what you've written in each area of your life. So as you're looking over your goals in each area of your life, I want you to, as you read each one, take a moment to really feel into it and make sure it feels true. 
I have been just taking some notes for some things that have been popping up here for each area as I've been sharing these practices with you. And I'm starting to sense an outline for what my goals are for each area of my life. And just as I'm looking at them now, I'm like, oh no, I know already that one. That one isn't that important. That's just something that I put because I wanted to get to three. Like there was something deeper there I can find in that area. So look them over, make sure each one feels really connected and true. And even though, you know, they don't have to be all huge and deep and crazy, but they should feel important, right? Important enough to be in your top three of what you want to create for yourself in these areas. So I'll share mine and just a little bit about my thinking behind each one so far, what I have. And this is a work in progress, right? So everything you write today can change and morph and grow into something different by tomorrow if you want to. You have all rest of the week. You don't have that much time, okay? You have like two days, but you do have some time to just get clarity here if you still feel like you want to go deeper. But as some examples for where I am for 2023, when it comes to home, I my first goal or a, an important goal that I'm really sensing is I want to tend to the land here at the farm. I want to tend to the land really deeply, but without overwhelm, especially since we're having a baby and I'm going to be postpartum and everything. So I'm not going to actually not going to bite off more than I can chew when it comes to the farm. Um, I'm going to plan things out for what I want to do, big picture, start my kitchen garden and plant some fruit trees, but I'm not going to do everything. And I'm not going to kid myself into thinking that we're going to do everything in the first season. My second goal is we're going to get chickens. And I'm so ready for that. I feel so absolutely this is for sure going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. And then for the third one, I haven't really aligned with one exactly yet. So I only have two. Okay. Mm -hmm. So far. Under mind, I have, I think I want to start a new podcast or maybe a YouTube or maybe not a YouTube, but something where I get to share the journey of the farm. I think that would be so fun because we don't have any idea what we're doing. (laughs) We're learning on the job. And I think a lot of people are in that similar mindset of wanting to live closer to the land and grow more of your own foods and preserve those foods and cook and all of this. So I I just have a feeling I really want to do something in that area. Maybe if anyone has a great idea, let me know. Second goal is going to be the same one as I had last year, which is to get really serious about saving money. I would love to end next year with more (laughs) than I'm sitting with now. Let's see. And then my third goal, which I think is the most beautiful one I've set so far, is I want to be on maternity leave, which might sound like a given since I'm having a baby, but I didn't have any maternity leave with Leia. I didn't take any time off. And this time I really do. And I really think it's realistic and I actually can make that happen. For body, I have a goal to have a blissful birth, as blissful as possible for there to be a component of joy and bliss. I want to have a really restful, nourished postpartum time without rush, without judgment, where I just really give myself space and time and patience. And my third goal under body is I want to continue eating really intuitively. And this is one that just came to me, actually. 
that feels really urgent and really important that I don't lose myself in the world of limitations and labels when it comes to how I nourish myself again. For soul, I want to stay in therapy, staying couples therapy specifically. It feels really important and beautiful. And I think I want to start pottery class. Like that for me is falling under soul because it feels like so much joy. I've had that longing for a long time and I actually think I can make it happen. And then I think I'm going to start incorporating more of a gratitude practice before I go to bed. I used to have I used to have a more serious practice around gratitude right before I fell asleep. And it really does change how I how I feel when I wake up in the morning if I end my day with that versus with anything else. So there you have most of mine. Again, they might change and grow, but they all feel as I speak them important and urgent and yes, like really true. And your goals should feel the same. So as you look at them, we're about to get closer here to our actual clear intention for 2023. And when it comes to your intention, it should be something that is easy for you to speak out loud, not too detailed, not too complicated. If I ask you, hey, what's your intention for 2023? You should be able to answer me clearly in one sentence that I can understand. And that is because the universe can listen easier when we speak clearly. And we want our intention to be really clear because we want the universe to listen. So you're going to turn to a brand new page in your beautiful little journal. And your prompt here is, my intention for 2023 is. And as you start, before you form that perfect one easy sentence, just write. Okay, just write, see what comes your way. Just let your feelings and thoughts, just let them flow. My intention for 2023 is give yourself a few minutes of just writing about your intention to let that final sentence form. Okay. Or maybe you have it super clear in your mind already. You know exactly what this intention is, but it should be something that's concise and clear and easy to speak out loud. My intention for 2023 is, and this is a the biggest prompt of the day. Okay. Hopefully all the work we've done in the big picture and in the details have brought you to a place of clarity. I often find that I need time for this prompt. I tend to write pages and pages about my intention is I want to feel this way and live this way and do these things. And, you know, I kind of, with every sentence I write, I get a little bit more clear and a little bit more concise. So pause the pod, my love, and write about your intention for 2023. When you have your clear intention for 2023, I'm talking that big feeling and that big picture thing that you really want 2023 to become and what you want for yourself in 2023. I want you to flip to a new page, so a brand clean new page in your journal And just write that intention out very, very clearly. We do this every year, (laughs) keep saying that, but you're going to tear a page out of your journal, out of your notebook that states your intention very clearly. And I love to have a little ceremony, like it can be a tiny little ceremony right at midnight on New Year's Eve or as close to midnight, as close to that turning of the year as you can 
where you sit down and you speak your intention out loud and you burn this little piece of paper. There's something about that little five-minute ceremony that I do close to midnight every single year that just anchors that intention in a really deep way. And don't do this if you're planning on being drunk on New Year's, okay? You can always do it New Year's Day. I mean, you can always do it 1st of January, no problem. But if you can, in a safe way, a little fire ceremony to let that intention just be carried out into the ether, let it flow out into the universe by by burning it. I find it to be a really powerful thing. So if you want to do that, you write your intention very clearly on a brand new page, tear that page out of the book, fold it up, and then place it on your altar until you're ready to use it on New Year's. For me, I'm going to share my intention. I think this is, I'm always so nervous to share my intention at the end. (laughs) this pod because I'm like it might change I don't know I'm a Libra I can never make like very clear decisions but my what I feel so deeply about my intention for 2023 is I I feel like I have a deep longing to to nurture I I know I'm going to be nurturing literally a, a tiny you know little infant and I'm going to go into that new journey again of new motherhood and postpartum times and everything that means and breastfeeding and it's such a beautiful special time but it's also so very hard and I also want to nurture this land I want to get animals and I want to grow so much food and tend to the plants and the trees I want to nurture my my whole environment my whole life my family and this land and I am nervous that I'm going to do that to the point of depletion, the way I felt fairly depleted after birthing my first child. So my intention for 2023 is to nurture and create. And when I say nurture and create, I mean babies and land and relationships and new life and work, like all of the things. My intention for 2023 is to nurture and create without depleting myself. My intention for 2023 is to nurture and create while staying nourished. I guess maybe it's a better one. You can kind of see where I'm going here. Yeah, I'm going to perfect this one until it feels really, really good. But once you have yours, we are going to turn this into an affirmation right now. So your intention is clear. You know what it is. And it can be something as it can be the shortest sentence. It doesn't have to be as long as mine. It can be longer as well. But we are going to turn it into an affirmation now. So the more concise it is, the easier this process is going to be. An affirmation, the difference between an intention and an affirmation. An intention is something we intend to do, right? We intend to have this happen. It is based on the future. It is a longing that we base on something that we want to have happen over there, right? We haven't arrived there yet, but it's an intention that we're setting for what we want in that future time. An affirmation is something that is happening present tense. Um, It's something that is already folding in the here and now, and it's something that we can repeat to ourselves to ensure that our intention becomes a part of our day-to-day life creation. So what you're going to do is you're going to take that sentence that you have, your intention, And you're going to start your sentence with I am. So you're going to turn it into present tense, beginning with I am, and it's happening right in this moment. And I'll share mine as an example. So my intention for 2023 is to nurture and create without depleting myself. So my affirmation is I am nurturing others while nourishing myself. 
Or even I can get even more concise and I can have my affirmation be, I am nourished, right? Like it can be that clear. I am nurturing others while nourishing myself. The positives I find are more more powerful. So instead of saying without depleting myself, I think I'm going to go with while nourishing myself. So I am nurturing others while nourishing myself. I really love that as an affirmation because it is that super important, beautiful reminder to continue filling our cup as we give. We can't keep giving without refilling our own, right? Especially as parents, especially as mothers, we need that reminder a lot. And I I have a feeling I'm going to need it next year. So I am nurturing others while nourishing myself. I love it. If your intention this year is something around healing, your affirmation could be, I am whole. You know, it can be something as simple as that. If your intention is to let go of something, your affirmation could be, I am free. Or it can be very specific. It can be, I am free from past pain and hurt. I am free from the burden of trauma. I am free. I am free. That sounds just so beautiful. If your intention is around community or friendship or new relationships, um, your affirmation can be something around, I attract new friendships with ease, you know, or I am a good friend. It can be something like that. It's going to be something that starts with the I and it's really happening in this moment. If your intention is around self-love and loving yourself more, your affirmation can be as clear as I am loved, right? So play around with this a little bit until you find an affirmation that really rings true and then write that down, of course, as well. Because now we've done so much work. I feel so proud of us. As I'm speaking to you right now, it's midnight. I'm feeling a little bit delirious. And I still feel like I have so much work to do here in my own, you know, for myself. But we are gonna find the word of the year. The word of the year. This, I feel, is so big. It really is big. But if you have your intention, if you have your affirmation, that word is in there. Okay. Trust that. And here is the thing, I don't want to give you a curveball, but as you look at your intention, the one you've written down, and if you can't find a single word from that intention that resonates as your word of the year, maybe your intention isn't a slam dunk yet, okay? Most of the times we find our word of the year in the intention, right? It's a part of that. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the case for you right now and you need to spend a little bit more time just refining what that intention is. When I look at my own intention, I think (laughs) it's fairly clear that my word of the year is nourished. Ooh, maybe it's nourish. Hmm. Nah, nourished. (laughs) You know, the grammar is important because how we look at this word, what we feel when we look at the word and when we read the word, that's really important. So this is a word that you could change the password to every single account that you have or to your computer or your devices to this word so that you type it in five times a day or however many times you log onto your computer. This is a word where you can write it in lipstick on your bathroom mirror. So you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing that you see. Put it on post-its all over your house. It's a word you can 
anchor into as a mantra as you sit in your meditation practice or in your yoga practice. It's a word to remind you of what you need. The word to keep you aligned, the word to keep you in your center, that word to bring you right back to, ah, this is what I'm creating. And the word of the year, if you think of or you envision yourself one year from now, okay, so we're sitting at the end of 2023, envision that in one year, we're doing this practice together again, you're sitting there with your, you know, your little candle lit and your journal and your pen and you're so ready, right? Because the year is done. The feeling that you want to have completely embodied by the end of 2023, that should be your word of the year. Like, how do you want to feel in this moment a year from now? Like, do you want to feel loved? You want to feel a big sense of trust? Do you want to feel joy, pleasure, connection? You want to feel a sense of belonging or like you're held? You want to feel free? You want to feel open, accepted, forgiven? You want to feel nourished? Yeah, that's my word. (laughs) At the end of 2023, how do you want to feel? That's your word of the year, that big, big, big feeling you want to embody. Find that word. And then I love to have a little practice. You don't have to do this right now, but have a little practice with the word of the year where we make a little bit of art. And I think that's so special just to sit down, like give yourself half an hour, 20 minutes if you have it, or you can take five minutes right now. Just grab some colored pencils or crayons and write your word of the year on a clean page. If you have a canvas, if you're an artist and you have all the materials, like go for it, but spend some time just embellishing the word so that you can hang it somewhere in your house or place it on your altar and have this practice end with something tangible that you can take with you into 2023. That reminder, right? Put it on your fridge, like use a little magnet, put it right there. I um, <laughs> I do this live on yogagirl.com. We have a, a practice every year where we do a similar kind of practice to what we've done now, but we move our bodies together. We do the flow of this practice together and we get creative with our word of the year so that we have something really tangible. So if you want to join me, it's on yogagirl.com and it's happening today um, on the 30th. So if you're listening to this in the morning, you have time to join me. You can also watch the replay anytime. But yeah, just to embellish that word if you like, so you have something to just place around your home. I uh, can't believe we got to the word of the year. I feel so proud of us. This is a lot of work, I know. Thank you just for doing this work with me every year. I find it so, so beautiful and so precious. And I, I have no words to describe just how much it means that I get to sit here at midnight with candles lit and Ringo by my side and (laughs) do this inner work alongside you, this important inner work of manifesting the life that we want. And I get to call this my job. Like that is just, I'm in awe of that every week as I sit here talking to you. Also knowing this is the last podcast called the yoga girl podcast next week you are going to be listening to from the heart with rachel brathen and 
I feel so excited to begin this next chapter with you and to bring you along for my journey and to hold your hand as you go deeper into yours. I hope you have a clear intention. And if not, trust it's going to come by the end of the day. Just trust that clear affirmation, that word of the year. And I really, really do hope that 2023 becomes our most magical one yet. Have a beautiful end of this practice. Thank you so, so much. Enjoy New Year's Eve. Celebrate. Have a beautiful time. Take care of yourself. And don't forget to do that little mini ceremony right at the stroke of midnight if you can, where you just state your intention out loud, take a deep breath, and if you want, burn your intention and watch it flow out into the world. Have a beautiful rest of the day. I'll see you next year. Ah, I'll see you next week. Okay, next week is next year. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.